All right. Moving on. This is Directive 2, Use of Force, Section 2, Discharged Firearms. <clears throat> all right. Introduction. This directive establishes procedures for all sworn personnel involved in incidents of discharged firearms while on or off duty. Big surprise there. All right. Policy statements. Sworn personnel shall report all incidents of discharged firearms, whether on or off duty, other than those done in the course of training, testing, or legal recreational purposes. Unless there are extraordinary circumstances, as determined by the chief of police or his or, his or her designee, sworn personnel who discharge a firearm in the course and scope of their duties shall be ordered to submit to alcohol and drug testing. Absent reasonable suspicion, alcohol and drug testing shall not be ordered when the discharge occurred in the course of training, testing, legal recreation, or the humane destruction of an animal. The following supervisor shall be responsible for responsible for ordering involved personnel to submit to a test and completing the testing procedures outlined in the alcohol and drug testing section of the supervisor's manual. A. The responding member from the firearm-slash-police-involved death review board when an independent investigative agency has been requested. B. The investigating lieutenant for unintentional discharges and discharges against dangerous animals when the incident is not being investigated by an independent investigative agency. Note, the supervisor should be of a higher rank than the involved person. Scene security. Sworn personnel shall protect the scene as any other serious crime scene in accordance with the Serious Crime Scene's Threatened Officer Protection and Guard Duty Directive. Only personnel assigned to investigate a police-involved shooting shall be permitted within the protected area of the shooting scene. The exception will be the chairperson or the responding member of the firearm police-involved death review board or his or her designee, who shall be shown the scene at the first reasonable opportunity. The chief of police or designee will request that an independent agency conduct a criminal investigation when division personnel or Columbus Division of Fire personnel duly authorized to carry a firearm are involved in any of the following incidents. 1. The intentional discharge of a firearm that is directed at a person. 2. Any discharge of a firearm that results in injury to anyone other than the individual discharging the firearm. 3. The unintentional discharge of a firearm by sworn personnel or CFD fire investigators that does not strike any person when the discharge occurred during a confrontation with the suspect and can be reasonably construed as being directed at the suspect. 4. Any use of force resulting in the death of a human or injuries likely to cause the death of a human. 5. The death of or life-threatening injury to a person while being taken into custody while in custody or while being detained. 6. The use or attempted use of a stopping tactic or a police-involved vehicular pursuit, which results in a fatality or injuries likely to cause death. A member of the Firearms Police-Involved Death Review Board shall respond to any police action resulting in death or when an independent investigative agency has been requested. For incidents involving serious physical harm or death outside the city of Columbus, the law enforcement agency in whose jurisdiction the incident occurred shall conduct the criminal investigation and their individual policy shall dictate any subsequent review unless other arrangements are made between the other jurisdiction and an independent agency at the time of the incident. The Internal Affairs Bureau may be directed to open a concurrent administrative investigation of incidents involving the discharge of a firearm resulting in the injury or death of a human. 
Any statements or evidence obtained as a result of an order to comply with questioning during an administrative investigation shall not be shared with or used in any criminal investigation or proceeding involving the personnel ordered to answer questions. When a firearm is unintentionally discharged on a division of police firing range and there are no resulting injuries, ordinance unit personnel shall determine the appropriate course of action. Use of firearm against dangerous animals. <clears throat> Sworn personnel being threatened or attacked by a dangerous animal should attempt to use trained techniques and or intermediate weapons before using a firearm to protect, them, to protect themselves or another person. If these attempts fail to halt the animal's attack and when left with no alternative other than to use a firearm, Sworn personnel should determine whether the backstop is able to control and contain any projectiles that may not find their intended mark or that may ricochet. Consider the presence of individuals and their actions relative to the proximity of the dangerous animal. Grassy and or dirt areas are the preferred location for a backstop. Sworn personnel shall not fire or deploy a weapon at a dangerous animal unless the animal poses an imminent threat to personnel or others. Use of the weapon is reasonable and the risk to human life is minimized. Sworn personnel should not use a firearm to prevent or disrupt an animal attacking another animal. Note, pets are deemed to be property, and a firearm is not to be used to protect property. Procedures. Discharged firearm resulting in no injury or death. Involved personnel immediately cause communications personnel to be notified. Communications personnel dispatch personnel to render assistance and or to secure the scene as necessary. Make notification as required by the Emergency Notification Guide. Discharged firearm for the humane destruction of a seriously injured animal. Patrol Sergeant, complete the discharged firearm report, Form S70.100. Note, for firearm discharges by supervisors, another patrol supervisor shall, shall review and sign. Email the form to dischargedfirearms at columbuspolice.org by the end of the tour of duty. This serves as notification of the incident. Route a copy through the chain of command to the involved personnel's commander. Forward the investigation through the chain of command to the firearms police involved death review board chairperson. Chairperson. And commander, forward the discharged firearm report to the firearms review board chairperson. C. Discharged firearm against a dangerous animal. Unintentional discharge by sworn personnel resulting in a non-life-threatening injury to themselves or unintentional discharges not investigated by an independent agency. The investigating lieutenant. Uh, so it says, note, the lieutenant and the chain of command of the involved personnel shall investigate the firearm discharge. If the chain of command lieutenant is not on duty, a lieutenant from the involved bureau or a patrol zone lieutenant shall conduct the investigation. And that lieutenant should complete an administrative investigation and complete the discharged firearm report. Email the forum to discharge firearms at columbuspolice.org by the end of the tour of duty. This shall serve as notification of the incident. Include a copy in each investigative packet. Forward the original investigative packet in three copies through the chain of command to the firearms slash police involved death review board chairperson. Note, the purpose of routing the investigative packet through the involved personnel's chain of command is to review the investigation for completeness. No recommendations should be made by the investigating supervisor or the chain of command until the incident has been reviewed by the firearms police involved death review board. Discharge firearm resulting in human injury slash death. Involved personnel notify communications personnel, summon EMS, and ensure that the dispatcher acknowledges the request and render medical aid consistent with training and available equipment as soon as it is safe to do so. 
communications personnel dispatch personnel to re render assistance and or to secure the scene as necessary acknowledge the request for ems and notify cfd make notification as required by the emergency notification guide uh, assault slash homicide section supervisor Ensure notification is made to the independent investigative agency and function as the liaison between the agency and the division. Complete the required administrative paperwork, for example, the use of force report and data processing worksheet form U10-164, and forward it as outlined in the assault slash homicide section SOP. Officer support team. Provide the involved personnel Provide the involved personnel with any assistance, information, or other support as needed or requested. Note, officer support team members are subject to being subpoenaed to attend legal proceedings and testify to what they are told by the involved personnel. Officer support team members are cautioned not to discuss the incident. Internal Affairs Bureau. Conduct a concurrent administrative investigation when directed. Note, personnel who are the focus of a criminal investigation may invoke their constitutional rights. This does not apply if the investigation is strictly administrative in nature. B, forward a copy of the completed investigation to the involved personnel's deputy chief. E, post-investigation review. Firearms Police Involved Death Review Board shall review all information concerning the incident, determine whether the discharge of the firearm was within division policy, render a finding in accordance with the Firearms Police Involved Death Review Board SOP, Prepare and forward a summary of the findings together with the original investigative packet to the recording secretary, who will then forward the documentation through the involved personnel's chain of command to the commander or first assistant chief. Note, if there is a dissenting opinion between the firearms police involved death review board members, the dissenting member will include a letter of finding with the investigative packet and the majority finding and route it to the recording secretary, who will then forward the documentation through the involved, person, per, involved personnel's chain of command to the chief of police. 2. Chain of Command. Review the investigative packet, render a finding of one of the following. 1. Intentional and in violation of policy. 2. Intentional and not in violation of policy. 3. Unintentional and in, and in, and in violation of policy. Or 4. Unintentional and not in violation of policy. When appropriate, make recommendations regarding necessary corrective action. Commander of Involved Personnel or First Assistant Chief. Review the investigative packet and render a finding in accordance with 3E2B. Um, commanders. Investigations involving humane destruction and discharged firearm against a dangerous animal or first assistant chief or designee. Investigations involving the discharge of a firearm that is, that is directed at or causes injury to a person and any unintentional discharge except as specified in 2H. Note, if the recommendation of the commander or first assistant chief is in disagreement with the finding of the firearms police-involved death review board, forward the investigative packet to the first assistant chief or designee or chief of police as applicable. B, if the discharge of the firearm was intentional and not in violation of policy or unintentional and not in violation of policy, then 1. Cause the involved personnel to be notified of the final determination. 2. Forward the packet through the Firearms Police Involved Death Review Board chairperson to the Internal Affairs Bureau to be filed. C. If the discharge of the firearm was intentional and in violation of policy or unintentional and in violation of policy, determine if progressive discipline should be followed or if a deviation from progressive discipline is appropriate. 1. If recommending deviation from progressive discipline, forward the packet to the discipline grievance section for review, then to the chief of police. 2. 
If the discipline does not warrant deviation from progressive discipline, forward the packet through the involved personnel's chain of command for the issuance of discipline, then through the Firearms Police Involved Death Review Board chairperson to Human Resources for entry into the discipline tracking system and to the Internal Affairs Bureau for storage. Four, first assistant chief or designee or chief of police. Make a final determination if there is a dissenting opinion. Make a final determination on any request to deviate from progressive discipline. Cause the involved personnel to be notified of the final determination. Alright, we're just going to make this a long one. Go to Directive 2, Section 3, Firearms Regulations. Alright, definitions. Primary service firearm. Division-issued Smith & Wesson model M&P9M2.09mm full-size semi-automatic pistol. The division-issued Glock model G17 Gen 5 9mm full-size semi-automatic pistol used only by sworn personnel in SWAT and INTAC unit assignments. Alternate fire. A division-issued or privately-owned firearm authorized for carrying instead of the primary service firearm, provided applicable division qualification standards are met. A list of division-approved firearms is available at the Ordnance Unit. Off-duty slash backup firearm. A division-issued or privately-owned firearm authorized for carrying during non-work hours or in addition to the primary service firearm slash approved alternate firearm during work hours, provided applicable division qualification standards are met. A list of division-approved firearms is available at the Ordnance Unit. 2. Policy Statements Sworn personnel shall annually meet division qualification standards with any firearm they intend to carry while on or off duty. This does not apply to personal rifles, shotguns, and or handguns used only for recreational purposes. Sworn personnel shall use division-approved firearms only when reasonable and within policy. Sworn personnel shall not carry personally owned shotguns or rifles on duty or while working special duty, except as stipulated otherwise in this directive and other applicable division publications. Carrying Loaded Firearms Note, this policy does not apply to personal rifles, shotguns, and or handguns used only for recreational purposes or for personnel traveling directly to or from duty locations. 1. Within the City of Columbus Full-time sworn personnel shall carry a loaded, authorized firearm at all times with the following exceptions. 1. When it would be a violation of law. 2. When it would be impractical. 3. When ordered not to by a competent authority such as a court or not permitted to by division policy or restrictions. Note, justification for not carrying a firearm shall be required. In the state of Ohio, an establishment serving the public cannot prohibit or restrict sworn personnel from carrying an authorized firearm on the premises. Uh, two, outside of the city of Columbus. On-duty sworn personnel shall carry a loaded authorized firearm at all times with the following exceptions. One, when it would be a violation of law. Two, when it would be impractical. 3. When ordered not to by a competent authority such as a court or not permitted to by division policy, travel regulations, or restrictions. Note, justification for not carrying a firearm shall be required.
In the state of Ohio, an establishment serving the public cannot prohibit or restrict sworn personnel from carrying an authorized firearm on the premises. Two, or B, off-duty sworn personnel are authorized, but not required, to carry a firearm unless one of the exceptions listed in Section 2D2A applies. Uh, e. When required or authorized to carry a firearm, sworn personnel shall carry and use only those firearms and ammunition that have been approved by the Chief of Police and with which they have satisfied the qualification standards established by the Division of Police and the Ohio Peace Officers Training Commission. Uh, one. So that needs to happen by March 1st of each year. Ordinance unit personnel shall review. Or wait, start that part over. One. By March 1st of each year, ordinance unit personnel shall review the approved firearms and ammunition list and send it through the chain of command to the chief of police for final approval. F. Sworn personnel in uniform shall carry only the division-issued full-size primary service firearm as the primary firearm unless, other, unless otherwise authorized by the Chief of Police. 1. Sworn personnel who are currently issued both full-size and compact service firearms may carry the compact on the duty belt while in uniform, provided they have qualified on the state-mandated OPATA course. For example, a detective issued both firearms may wear the compact while working special duty if the detective is qualified with it on the OPATA course. Sworn personnel at the rank of lieutenant or above, when wearing the blouse, may carry an authorized alternate firearm, alternate firearm in a concealed manner. G. Sworn personnel shall not carry a loaded firearm within a court building or courtroom when attending court on any personal or private matter unless prior approval is obtained from the judge, magistrate, or jury commissioner, if on jury duty. Sworn personnel shall be given the opportunity to qualify up to three authorized alternate or off-duty slash backup firearms. An annual maximum of up to 450 rounds shall be provided by the city for the purposes of qualifying with those approved firearms. Once personnel have qualified, no more rounds shall be allocated for that firearm. Practice round allotments. Allotments. For the primary service firearm, sworn personnel shall be allotted a weekly maximum of 50 practice rounds provided by the city. For authorized alternate or off-duty slash backup firearms, a semi-annual a semi-annual maximum allotment of 50 practice rounds shall be provided by the city. Note, the practice rounds available are 45, 40, 38 special, and 9mm ammunition only. For authorized patrol rifles, a bi-weekly maximum allotment of 60 practice rounds of 556 ammunition shall be provided by the city. On-duty sworn personnel shall carry primary or alternate firearms authorized for carry in a concealed manner except when in uniform inside a police facility or otherwise readily identifiable as an officer. On-duty sworn personnel shall carry off-duty backup firearms authorized for carry in a concealed manner. Carrying or using a firearm while under the influence of alcohol or drugs or consuming alcohol at a de-permit establishment or in an open-air arena for which a permit of that nature has been issued is a violation of law. Note, the Ohio Department of Commerce Division of Liquor Control maintains a database of permit holders on its website. Sworn personnel, off-duty, out-of-uniform, and carrying an authorized firearm shall have it within their immediate control unless it would be a violation of law or, the, or this directive. 
Only ordnance unit personnel may repair or alter any authorized firearm carried for a law enforcement purpose. Sworn personnel may use an approved rail-mounted light and holster for the primary service firearm both on and off duty upon training and qualification conducted by ordnance unit personnel. Testing, evaluating, and any required breaking in of all firearms, chemical agents, intermediate weapons, and any accessory to these weapon systems are to be conducted under supervision by the appropriate training bureau personnel. Requests for any new firearms, chemical agents, intermediate weapons, and accessories to these weapon systems will include the recommendation of training bureau personnel prior to being submitted to the chief of police for final approval. Sworn personnel working in plain clothes shall carry the primary service firearm or an authorized alternate firearm when on duty or working special duty unless otherwise unless otherwise unless otherwise approved by the chief of police. Sergeants and officers returning to a uniformed assignment shall return any division issued alternate firearm to the ordinance unit. Sworn personnel working in units with specialty firearms shall return all issued firearms to the ordnance unit when the officer to whom the firearm is issued departs the unit, unless the new assignment uses the same firearm and prior notification is made to the ordnance unit. Um, so they have to give it up if they depart the unit, relinqu relinquishes the firearm for any reason, or is otherwise or is otherwise ordered. Any supervisor with an issued shotgun shall return the shotgun to the ordnance unit upon transfer to a non-uniformed assignment. Shotgun. Sworn personnel shall annually complete a familiarization class with the shotgun during the shotgun qualification phase. Sworn personnel in SWAT unit, intact unit, and uniformed assignments shall annually qualify with a shotgun. Um, only sworn personnel who have qualified with a shotgun shall be permitted to carry one. Personnel who have not qualified with a shotgun shall not deploy, carry, or use the shotgun, except under the most critical circumstances. Patrol Rifle Only sworn personnel trained and certified as a patrol rifle officer shall carry the patrol rifle. Sworn personnel shall refer to the equipment section of the patrol SOP for further instructions. Uh, rifle operators who transfer from patrol to a non-patrol assignment may continue carrying their division-issued or approved personally-owned patrol rifle on duty in accordance with all rifle operator program policies when written permission is given from the involved personnel's deputy chief. Sworn personnel who have not qualified with a patrol rifle shall not carry, deploy, or use the patrol rifle except under the most critical circumstances. Sworn personnel shall not deploy the patrol rifle while working special duty except when its use is reasonable and in response to a critical incident. Any violation from the patrol rifle policies established in this directive and other applicable division publications shall result in immediate removal from the rifle operator program and may result in disciplinary action. Ordnance unit personnel shall notify the involved personnel's chain of command when personnel are removed from the rifle operator program. Authorization to carry an alternate firearm may be terminated at any time. Failure to qualify with a firearm. Failure to qualify with the primary service firearm by satisfying the firearms qualification standards as established by the state of Ohio. Sworn personnel who fail to qualify with the primary service firearm in three attempts during the first qualification session of each required course phase slash phase shall receive from ordinance unit personnel a written order from the chief to one, surrender their primary service firearm, two, not to wear their uniform. Three, not to take any police action on or off duty. Four, not to work special duty. Five, not to carry any firearm on duty. And six, the date of their next qualification session. 
Ordnance unit personnel shall place the original written order in the employee's firearms file and shall email copies of the order to the involved employee's bureau commander slash manager and deputy chief. The immediate supervisor of sworn personnel failing to qualify shall be immediately notified. The supervisor of uniformed personnel driving a marked police vehicle shall make arrangements to have the officer and marked police vehicle transported to the duty station. Sworn personnel who have been required to surrender their primary service firearm due to the failure to qualify may contact their deputy chief and request that the chief of police return the firearm to them. Um, e. Sworn personnel shall be allowed a total of three qualification sessions of three attempts each. Personnel failing to qualify by the completion of these sessions shall receive a written order advising them that they have seven days in which to qualify on their own time. Failure to qualify during that time shall be cause for disciplinary action. Sworn personnel beginning a qualification session shall not cease their attempts until minimum qualification standards are met. If circumstances dictate that sworn personnel need to mark off during a qualification session upon reporting for regular duty, sworn personnel shall immediately schedule a time to qualify and will be allotted the remaining number of attempts in the original qualification session. Sworn personnel who fail to qualify in three attempts during the first qualification session shall be provided remedial training prior to any further attempts to qualify. This training can range from verbal instruction up to and, in, and including regimented fire up to and including regimented firing of the qualification course. The contents of the remedial training will be at the discretion of ordinance unit personnel based on the needs of each involved person. Sworn personnel that have failed to qualify by the conclusion of the first session will be scheduled to attend firearm technical skills development. Two, failure to qualify with a division approved alternate and or off-duty backup firearm. Sworn personnel who fail to qualify in three attempts during the first qualification session with their division-approved firearm are prohibited from carrying the firearm until qualifications are met. Sworn, per sworn personnel who fail to qualify with their division-approved firearm shall surrender the firearm to ordinance unit personnel if the firearm is city-owned. Sworn personnel shall be allowed a total of three qualification attempts per day during normal ordinance unit hours until qualifications are met. Failure to qualify with a shotgun. Sworn personnel who fail after three attempts during the first qualification session are prohibited from carrying a shotgun. Sworn personnel who do not qualify shall receive from ordinance unit personnel a written order from the chief of police that prohibits them from carrying the shotgun. The original order shall be placed in the employee's firearms file and copies shall be forwarded by email to the involved employee's bureau commander slash manager and deputy chief. Sworn personnel who fail to qualify with the shotgun shall surrender the shotgun to their immediate supervisor. The supervisor will reassign the shotgun to an officer who is qualified. Training shall be provided prior to qual prior to requalification. Sworn personnel shall be allowed a total of three qualification attempts per day during normal ordinance unit hours until qualifications are met. Failure to qualify with a division-approved patrol rifle. Sworn personnel who fail to qualify in three attempts during the first qualification session with their division-approved patrol rifle shall not carry, deploy, or use the patrol rifle while on duty until qualifications are met. Sworn personnel who fail to qualify with their division-approved patrol rifle in subsequent qualification sessions shall not carry, deploy, or use the patrol rifle while on duty until qualifications are met. Sworn personnel, shall, sworn personnel shall be allowed a total of six qualification sessions, consisting of three attempts per session during normal ordinance unit hours until qualifications are met. Sworn personnel who fail to meet the patrol rifle qualification requirements outlined in this directive shall no longer carry, deploy, or use the patrol rifle while on duty, be removed from the patrol rifle operator program, 
reapply for and successfully pass the entire rifle operator program class in order to receive authorization to carry, deploy, or use the patrol rifle while on duty. Failure to pass the policy exam. Sworn personnel who fail the policy exam shall immediately receive remediation and retraining prior to retaking the exam. Sworn personnel who fail the policy exam on the second attempt may be relieved of assignment, provided additional training, and or subjected to progressive discipline. Carrying firearms aboard aircraft and into secured areas and airports. Sworn personnel shall only be authorized to carry a firearm aboard an aircraft when there is an operational need to immediately be prepared for duty and have the firearm readily accessible. Policies adopted by the Federal Aviation Administration impose certain restrictions on sworn personnel traveling with a firearm. These policies are outside the control of the Division of Police and the Columbus Regional Airport Authority Police. In addition to FAA policies, individual airlines may have established restrictions that must be followed. Sworn personnel shall have in their possession the completed Flying Armed Original Letter of Authority Form I-2132 containing the National Law Enforcement Telecommunications System identifier, as well as a copy of the inlet's teletype provided by the record section, a division-issued badge and identification card, and a valid state of Ohio driver license. Note, present these items at the airline counter and, and at any additional verification checkpoints. Sworn personnel will be required to sign a log before entering a secured area of the airport. Screeners are required to verify proof of identification and may deny access to secured areas or aircraft until the division can be contacted. 4. While performing official police duties, on-duty sworn personnel may carry a firearm into secured areas of airports, provided they sign the required log and provide proof of identification to the screeners designated by the airport. 5. To avoid problems or delays, sworn personnel transporting a firearm and checked baggage should contact the airline in advance to determine the proper procedures. 6. Off-duty sworn personnel shall not carry a firearm on their person into secure areas of airports or aboard an aircraft. Procedures, firearms qualifications, ordinance unit, formulate firearms training and qualification standards, advise bureau commanders and managers of firearms training and qualification schedules. The bureau commander slash manager shall ensure all sworn personnel under your command are scheduled for each phase of qualification. After each phase, review the circumstances of each individual who has failed to successfully complete the particular phase. Recommend appropriate remedial training or disciplinary action. Sworn personnel. Attend firearms qualification phases as scheduled. If there is a legitimate conflict preventing attendance, advise the bureau commander slash manager who approved the schedule. If there is no legitimate reason for failing to appear at the scheduled time, reschedule the qualification times on your own time within 30 calendar days. Three, failure to qualify when physically able may result in discipline and being relieved of your firearm at the end of the year. B, Obtaining authorization to carry a division-approved alternate and or off-duty backup firearm or patrol rifle. Sworn personnel. Complete a firearms qualifications form S7102.102, listing the information specific to the division-approved alternate and or off-duty backup firearm or patrol rifle. Forms are available from the ordinance unit. Submit the division-approved alternate and or off-duty backup firearm or patrol rifle to ordinance unit personnel for inspection. The actual gun itself. Um... Qualify with the firearm on the Opata pistol or patrol rifle qualification course.
ordinance unit. Issue authorization for a division approved alternate and or off-duty backup firearm or patrol rifle as appropriate. Maintain a list of personnel who have qualified with a division approved alternate and or off-duty backup firearm or patrol rifle and the specific type. C. Obtaining temporary slash replacement firearms. Contact the ordinance unit to schedule a time for the issuance of a temporary firearm, or if the ordinance unit is closed, obtain a replacement firearm from the headquarters operations unit sergeant, except for specialty firearms issued to personnel and tactical units. The replacement firearm shall be used only until a temporary firearm can be obtained from the ordinance unit. Contact the ordinance unit the first day it is open to schedule a time to be issued a temporary firearm, and function fire the firearm to confirm operability and targeting with at least 15 rounds. Immediately upon completing the operability and targeting protocol, return the replacement firearm to the issuing unit. Immediately return the temporary firearm to the ordinance unit when your issued firearm is returned. Sworn personnel requesting permission to fly armed. Involve personnel. Obtain the training required by the Transportation Security Administration, TSA. Provide the airline with advance notice of your intent to fly armed. Complete the flying armed original letter of authority and forward it to the deputy chief through the chain of command. A deputy chief requesting permission to fly armed will forward the flying armed original letter of authority to the chief. If the request to fly armed is approved, Contact a records technician supervisor at least 48 hours prior to departure, if possible, to obtain an inlet's teletype. The teletype contains a unique alphanumeric identifier for both departing and returning flights and any applicable layovers. Deputy Chief or Chief. Review the flying armed original letter of authority to determine if the request meets the criteria required to fly armed. If the request meets the criteria required to fly armed, sign the form and return it to the involved employee through his or her chain of command. If the request does not meet the criteria to fly armed, deny the request and return it to the involved employee through his or her chain of command.